2: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes.
3: get into it, because like I said, we got we got a lot to cover today. Um, we're going to chat about the game that just finished up right here on the Galazzo Network. Australia facing Uzbekistan in the AFC Asian Cup. This is the final group stage match for Group B, and this would determine who'd be going through in the group. So a big game for, for both sides here, and Australia end up getting on the board first after
4: this happens. Terrible miss, but if you go back, I mean, this is kind of a tough handball in the box mm. here. It's a tough call. He, he's the player in the back. Yeah, his back is to the ball. It's very harsh penalty there. We've talked about the arm to brace yourself when you fall, but it goes against him, goes to VAR, penalty goes in.
3: But this would be huge for Uzbekistan late in the match.
5: Absolutely massive.
3: The equalizer.
5: Fantastic yeah. lead there. Gets up
6: way before the defender can, and he's always going to win that there. Yeah, that's Azizbek Turgunboev, and and that goal was very important for Uzbekistan because that helped them go over Syria and the group table and and take that second-place spot that puts you directly to the knockout stage. So obviously with the third-place teams, um, there's still a possibility for Syria, who has four points in the day, but for Australia as well, they're through as first place, perhaps as expected. But for Uzbekistan, Mm -hmm. by the way, you're thinking Uzbekistan, who might be the only player that I know on Uzbekistan? is former Roma player Shumaradov. And Cagliari, uh, now on, on, on Cagliari, essentially the, their, their best player. The last time I saw like a full Uzbekistan game was against Costa Rica prepping for the World Cup. So that must have been a year ago. And and oh, What about is, when they played uh, the U.S.? Oh, excuse me. There we go. We yeah. played the U.S. And Shumar is their best player, but he sustained injury in December, putting him out of this competition. Mm. So they've been fair, faring fairly well. Uh, they're undefeated in the tournament and then through to the next stage. Yeah, moving you, on you, to the
3: round of 16. You
5: feel sorry for Uzbekistan, though, because you look at that performance. They actually had a, a good game today. And for me, I think that Australia have become very underwhelming. You know, you talk about Australia. I think there is a, 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 a talent dry, dry up in Australia. They're not producing as talented players as we used to seeing. You talk about the great, like, Harry Kuhl at Liverpool. You talk <gasps> about Mark Viduka. You know, Mark and then the last great talent K- they did K- produce K- is Tim Cahill. Tim Cahill, of You know, Tim Cahill was the last one. Like, that talent pool slowly start to dry up in Australia. And you look at the performance, there, it was very underwhelming. I feel, for me, Uzbekistan deserved to win. And the penalty was a harsh call against them. And that could have been a 1-0 win for Uzbekistan. Uh, What's the today.
4: opposite of a golden era? A wooden era. Spell. A dry spell? Dry spell. That was you in high spell. school. What's that? Oh, God. <laughs>
5: You think I had a dry spell?
4: <laughs> no, I just realized, I realized he's gonna he's gonna completely attack. But
6: yeah, I mean but, it, it is it, it's it has dried up a little uh, bit. For, for Australia though, I I think they've found obviously I don't know if they're producing like a world class talent here or there that. I wouldn't say world-class, but well, you'd say top-level okay. players. V- we do the growth kind of, of the league. Like, like back in the day, the Viducas, uh, the Cahills of the world, were the Cuells of the world. They were above and beyond, I think, the rest of the group, but they had a strong World Cup performance from what you expected from them. And, they- and a tournament like this, when you are usually a heavy player within the favorites, you take it from, from low to high. You get through; They're through to the next stage. They top their group. A draw was good enough for them today.
5: It was. I'll it, probably, yeah, but then you look at it was a, all right. a nation like Australia, you'd watch the games and you'd identify talent to say, yeah, they've got a, two or three core talented players that could play at the very high level consistently. You're not seeing that now. And mm-hmm. also with the development of the domestic league as well, you would think that there would be a lot more production, a lot more young players coming through, but it's just not quite there because sure. they're judged to a different standard. In that region now. Making the World Cup isn't just kind of enough now. You know, it, it's what's the next step now, really, for Australia?
3: In that respect, how important is it for them to do well, to continue to advance in this competition? Oh, it's very important.
5: You know, in, in that region there, they are one of the big dogs, one of the top teams that yeah. you would talk about. Yeah, you talk about Japan and, and South Korea as well. They're, they're the, the ones. But then you talk about developing nations now, in the you know, likes of like Saudi Arabia and what they're doing. So it's becoming very competitive. Mm-hmm. But for me, Australia will be seen as one of those teams, nations, as the standard bearers. You talk about the players that they produced in the past. You know, let's not even forget Lucas Neal, you know, another famous Australian fullback. Turn down going to Liverpool to go to West Ham. Remember that one, eh? Stick wow. that in your plan. Mm. Everybody makes mistakes. Uh, <laughs> Australia, Australia's going to play a third place team. <laughs> the,
4: the third place of Group C or D. But to that point about Australia, I mean, you look at the group they're in, Uzbekistan, Syria, India, I think it would have sent some shockwaves had they not qualified out of the group. To finish top of the group is, is great success, especially with the squad they brought in. This isn't the best squad they've had in a very long time. But, yeah, you top the group. Right now, this is positive vibes for Australia.
3: Absolutely. Moving on to the round of 16. All right, let's transition over to yesterday's big match. The uh, Italiana Supercoppa between Inter, Milan, and Napoli. Napoli struggling heading into this one. Inter absolutely flying. A tale of two very, very different teams right now. Um, And for Inter, this was I think if you watch this match, this is a 1-0 win for them. This is their third Supercoppa in a row that they've won. And it just felt like it felt like it was an inevitability this that they were box. going to win this Shit. match.
4: The fox in the box. I mean, you know, he was having a little bit of a of a, of a tough time early on, a couple of missed shots, but man, a guy like La, Lautaro Martinez just does not stop. And this season in particular, he's just really found just found a way to put this team on his back, a team that is high flying in Inter. So this is what their
5: third third, third in a row. The year. When you but I think when, when you talk about Inter recently. Who do you think has been the more successful in carrying into single-handedly? Is it Martinez or was it the time when Lukaku was there? Who was more influential, would you say?
6: The thing about when Lukaku was there, he couldn't have done it without Lautaro. The Lula combination was sensational.
4: Yeah. And, and, and there were questions and, as and to whether Lautaro could do it without Lukaku, and I think we've yeah, seen. And so now you you're seeing him both do, of their without forms, two very different teams. Lukaku.
6: But, the way that Lautaro is able to, to dominate the to score goals and varied type, type of goals. Obviously, in the box, you don't want him to get that first touch in the box because he'll put it away. Um, I'm supremely impressed with Lautaro Martinez uh, at Inter and how he's been able to, to dominate single-handedly. He's, he's sensational, and I think... Not only that, he's, that, that partnership with Marcus Turan is also starting to mm-hmm. blossom. I think that even bodes more in favor of the argument for, for Lautaro Martinez. You, 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 you pluck a Lukaku out of the system, and then you find Marcus Turan that can fit right in. Okay, put somebody in. Somebody can help you out. And... Uh, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm impressed. It's, it, these numbers are, yeah. are incredible numbers. And
3: it's hard. Grella said yesterday, it's hard to find a, a weakness in this inter side, and with a guy like Martinez who is performing the way he has, this was the, his third consecutive time scoring in a Supercopa final. So, I mean, he. he he shows up in those in those big moments. Uh, I want to hit on something that you had spoken on Nigel in our production meeting about Napoli. This is, I mean, they've been struggling this year. Obviously, winning the Scudetto last year, but they're sitting in ninth in Serie A right now and. But you said they, they went down a man in this one, yeah. but you said defensively you thought that this was the best that they have looked in a while. So are there some silver linings for, for Napoli to take away from this Oh, 100%. This match?
5: You know, Matari's come there now. He's been there for two months. And for me, they've improved defensively. You can kindly see now when a manager comes in and wants to implement his system or style, it takes time sometimes depending on the environment that you're in. But you can see now with this Napoli side that they are improving – Defensively, And that game there was very close fought. If it wasn't for the sending off of uh, Simone there, I don't think that Inter would have got that win. You know, Napoli mm. were really well and truly in the game. We know what Inter's about. Inter's identity is defensively strong. You know, they start from the back and work their way up. They've got a goal scorer. It works well. But for me, I would say Napoli have improved. And now, obviously, the January window is open. It's a very interesting time to see what recruitment they can get in. But it was a good performance from Napoli and it's uh, very positive. And a certain person on this panel here said once about you don't win championships from you know, having solid defenses or you know, defending. But it does seem to work, right? The theory does work well, right? Was it me? <laughs> yeah, it was you. <laughs> when did I say that? It was you. A while ago, you
6: said something about, oh, well, you
4: don't know, win championships. From being Pull the tape well. or, uh, I don't yeah. even but remember
6: saying that. To further your point about going out on the, on the transfer market, they did get a Pascuale Masocchi uh, who's been playing this right wing back role and Mazzarri has adapted to have him play there. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at their fixture list and, and f- for Napoli, n- n- you've got – Barcelona in the next stage of the Champions League. You've got a game against Milan coming up, and very important against Lazio as well, this weekend. Uh, uh, Yes, there have been signs of improvement, they're still sitting mid-table, and three points lost or three points gained can offer movement either way in the table. So,
4: As an example, they could potentially win a game and be in fourth.
6: Right, and and they could potentially not pick up points and drop even further, so it's it's, it's there at that point where it's like, you're in a a, a pack full of teams that have been doing all right, mediocre. I mean, you look at the likes of Roma, we talked a lot about Roma, Bologna that have had an incredible, well, uh, maybe an expected drop-off, you can say they were sitting in third, fourth Mm -hmm. at at some point, but you could see there's still a lot of movement for this Napoli team that, I don't know, yeah, there's improvement. But you could see them making it to
5: fourth at least, and the biggest thing is, if they improve discipline-wise, we talk about them improving defensively, there's a discipline aspect. You know, they've had three red cards. In the last three losses, they've had red cards, which has been a problem. And again, yesterday, another red card, yeah. which is why they lost. If they can right. improve that slightly, you could see Napoli being able to get a run of results to at least making it to that fourth spot. Not Do you think really the red awesome.
3: card is why they lost?
5: I, I believe so. Yeah. I believe red card is why they lost yesterday's game, because they looked really good. It wasn't as clear throat, cut and dry performance by Inter. Milan for me and it's discipline, you know, we talk about Simeone, someone, uh, you know, very close to uh, Nico's heart there, you know, like father like son, there we go, leave a little foot in, a
6: little bit of, oh, there
5: geez. you go, those ones hurt, they hurt very well, uh, except it knows was exactly
6: that, what he's doing. Except it was that cherry that left a <laughs> foot in like Chorda today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
5: no, see, again, it, it, it's 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 uh, that bit of discipline aspect of oh, it how, that what plays a part. what's he supposed to do? He, huh? What's he supposed to do? The first foul, fa- the first yellow Oh, come on, Nico. You know, twinkle no. toes. You tell you quick twinkle, toe, you toe. your quick feet. You can move your feet. But
3: obviously, <laughs> I think
6: <laughs> you, you remove Ossiman from the equation. Yes. And, and uh, Cholito Simeone, Gio Simeone, he's he shown sparks and moments, but Obviously, he's not at that level, and you can't I, trust I, 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 him enough I, 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 to do it consistently. You know, like I'm thinking of other players that you can put there, like the Raspadori, for example, but not, not even because he can play, now he can play out of the wing, and Politano. But you don't have, you, you, you don't have that, that number nine. They, they bought a striker from Verona, but. Ossiman is, Osserman is, Osserman is right. the X Factor. I, I, I need say to it, explain this.
5: When we say Ossiman is the X Factor, he's the it. And when you look at that performance there, and if you had Victor Ossiman yesterday, you would probably say Napoli would be able to win that game because he's just got that X factor about him, how he can play target man, running behind, got the confidence, you know, believes he's one of the best strikers in the world and rightly show. That's what's missing from how they're performing right now. He's I a big it. miss to them right now.
3: Nigel's already cooking. We just started. Someone We're only a, getting started, folks. Someone um, had a
5: donut this morning. <laughs> I didn't have no donuts. After
1: okay.